I Got the Hell Out does contain explicit content that might not be suitable for some listeners, such as children, those that easily get offended, and we do recommend that listeners at work put your earbuds in if you have co-workers around. And if you like the show, please spread the word by telling as many people as you can. We'd also appreciate if you would subscribe, rate, hopefully with five stars, and review the podcast on iTunes. You can find us there as well as on Stitcher and Overcast. You can follow us on Twitter at WasInACult, on Facebook at I Got the Hell Out, and on Instagram at I Got the Hell Out with an underscore after each word. You can contact us through our website at IGotTheHellOut.com. Hi, guys. Hi, it's Laura. And it's Deb, and it's another wonderful episode of, of I Got, got the, the Hell Out. out. And is- it's our Thanksgiving episode. Well, we're going to discuss some of that. Well, but it's still Thanksgiving episode. A little late. Little, well, that's because we didn't prepare last time. Well, exactly. We went out and got drunk. Exactly. <laughs> At our meetup. Yes. How was your Thanksgiving? Did you just said you went with your grandma, right? I just went and visited with my grandma, but we're not going to talk about all that stuff. Oh, okay. So, I'm sure, listeners, we all had Thanksgiving. We all ate the same shit, you know? But um, now you made me lose my train of thought. Why? I don't know. About Thanksgiving? I don't know. And we said... We had a pamphlet for that, and I seriously looked for it, and I looked twice and couldn't find it. But we have the kids' book. And I did find some really interesting paperwork that um, I'd I'd like to share here in a little bit. All right. Oh, the meetup. Remember I told you last week that Marie, you know, I was the poor schmuck that, you know... (laughs) That got the bill. That got the bill. And I hadn't talked to her until, like, Monday, because I get off work at, like, 4. And did you ask her, what the hell did you put on my tab? Well, no, I pulled the receipt out, and I'm like, look what I have, and she She's like, what do you have? And I'm like, and I started ticking off and and her face, just, her jaw just kept getting lower and lower. <laughs> and I go, I'm the poor schmuck. So she was pulling out money and throwing it That's at me. That's so and, funny. Because you were listing those things off. I'm like, I saw Marie eat that. I saw Marie drink that. Brother Bob said that that was hers. Kim said that that was hers. Kelly said that was hers. There's a bunch of people that I'm like, where did all this come from? Mm-hmm. But I didn't run into her till Monday, so... But yeah. you got squared away. We got it squared away. We got it <laughs> squared away. Um, our Kool-Aid recipe is just simply grape Kool-Aid and vodka because during the holidays, no one has time for anything fancy. Not even a garnish. Not even a garnish. No. And see, you know, if you go to your relative's house, you bring the Kool-Aid and like you give the kids the Kool-Aid, but don't give them the alcoholic version. And the adults. And you're the, you're the cool aunt or uncle because, you know, you brought the Kool-Aid. But see, you get to drink in front of your relatives and they don't know that you spiked yours. Gotcha. Yeah. And yep. Gotcha. And the adults aren't going to be drinking grape Kool-Aid, trust me. Oh, no. Hell no. no hell no. S- but I found, I went grocery shopping today and I found this little like recipe little tiny magazine thing and they have different recipes for christmas jello shots nice so i think i'm going to actually try to make some well we can use that um and you can add some kool-aid, Kool-Aid. into the jello and well yeah that'll be our kool-aid recipe that could be could be and let's see um sierra r in savannah h i'm so sorry my mind is not there sometimes your stuff is being sent out tomorrow i got it ready last night should have been sent oh. out last month i think laura Probably. So I'm sorry, guys. I, it's I put on ex- its way. And I put extra stuff in there for you for making you wait longingly at the at, at the mailbox every day. And They're it's still looking, not arrived. Looking anxiously. I don't know. I don't <laughs> I'm know. just joking. Okay. What shall we get into first? Um, I think we'll go into pending posts so that I can okay. answer answer the Facebook questions. Okay. okay. Um, 
This is Julie W. And she's um, an American expat who lived six years in Switzerland before moving to Sweden um, four years ago. And she was listening to our Goldschlager episode. Mm-hmm. Um, she'd like to chime in that Goldschlager is a Swiss alcohol and Schlager in German translates to hit and beat. So literally the name means gold beater, which I assume Goldschlager. Right. Yeah, I know that. Gold beater. Okay, go ahead. Is it in German that Goldschlager, you know, it literally means gold beater. Um, she goes on to say, which I assume would have been the name of people that would work with melting and forming gold. Only appropriate that the Swiss have an alcohol with gold flakes, as they are known for three things. Gold, chocolate, and clocks. So Schlager that Issa was talking about is a type of music. I think she described it a bit. She did. It was all flash and glamour and okay. stuff. Okay. Um, according to my Swedish boyfriend, the most popular Schlager song to make it to was Waterloo by ABBA. Yes, ABBA! <laughs> So, yeah, I ha- love me some ABBA. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Um, and I really didn't think about this last week when I was reading from the Newsweek article. Oh, yeah. And I said, you know, you, you got 12 issues to choose 52. from. Yeah, somebody reminded me, duh, that's Newsweek. Week. It's not News Month. So, Sarah P., thank you. Um, she's checking with her library to find, find, find one. Um, but she also says... The name change thing is interesting to me. My family's from Greece. So um, my papio's grandfather was named Yanni, and he was renamed John when moving to the U.S. Her grandma was named Aspiesia and was renamed Bessie um, when she started in American school. Sarah goes on to say, so the cult having you change your name feels similar. The cult in changing your name is taking away a piece of your identity and culture away. And yep, it, it really does because you're assimilated into this whole big family that even if you didn't have the money to legally change your name, because some of them people were so dork, dirt poor, dork poor, dork poor, yeah, dirt poor, that they couldn't afford to legally change their name. But everybody knew them as their cult name. Well, even they, though they couldn't pay for it, it seems like their identity was still stripped from them. Yeah, because even though they truly, because you'd have to go to your counselors and say, I I can't afford this. Da, 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 da. And that was okay with the counselors? I mean, if you well, couldn't afford it, you couldn't afford it. It, well, it would, sometimes it would have to go all the way up to the top dog. But most people who worked for the cult, if you're making $40 a week before can't tithe, it. right? how are you going to, I think when we did it, it was $179. And that was back in, I think, 97. Um, my oldest son was actually born with the name on his birth certificate before we were even the last name. Oh, wow. Um, we didn't change our names until after he was born, March, March of 97. So, yeah. And it 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 makes you one of them. It strips away who you were. It's it's kind of interesting, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Definitely. I'm, and I still have the name. So, it's... Anyway, um, I'm just going to post this one out here. Somebody's talking about um, the Young Living Oils and the dirty deeds that are done there. And basically, like, two million representatives make less than a dollar a year. Oh, yeah. You know? 
Yeah, you have to be mighty high up on that food chain to make money. Yeah. Uh, Alyssa D., um, she, anybody wants to join in this conversation, um, she's into learning about the FLDS, and she listened to The Witness and Were Red, Stolen Innocence, all that kinds of things. That is a fantastic book. But she's looking for um, some more things to either read or listen, bonus points if there's an audio book, she says. Mm -hmm. Oh, post that, and I'm sure people can jump in. Uh, that's what I do, yeah. so... Let's see, Vanessa V, um, she's been a listener for a while and she's a lurker in the group. A lurker? She says she's a lurker. Okay. Self-described. All right. Um, she's only on episode 12 because she's busy, aren't we all? You know what I mean. Uh, she's all, she also tweets about us on Follow Fridays from her podcast. <gasps> Yay. Thank you. Thank you. She goes on to say, anyway, I am so loving your podcast. It's fascinating, and I have a question for you two. And I don't know if you've answered it anywhere else, but I'm wondering what it's like having Laura still be your employer. Debbie, is she still? And Laura, is it weird having Debbie devolve all of this information and having her work for you? I don't really view it as you working for me. I just viewed as you helped me out. I, you're like never here. And I'm, yeah, I mean. You just leave me a check. Yeah, now that I have a job, I'm not here. So it's just kind of like I come home and well, it's like. Well, when I started working for good. you, I met you. And then I don't think I saw you for a year and a half. Right, because I was at you work. You just left me a key and a check. Yeah. And then you were off work for two years. Right. And I saw you occasionally. Right. And I think the cult came up once or twice. Right. And, but like a lot of people, they don't want to, they think they're prying, you know, mm -hmm. they, they don't want to ask you things. Right. So Vanessa, um, I don't know. It's weird the way this whole, whole thing worked out. Yeah. Oh my gosh, definitely. And, and it's not like me and Laura even really hang out as friends. You know what I mean? I mean, we are. We but are, but it's just kind of like you have your stuff going on. I have my stuff going you on. You have your circle of friends. I have my circle of friends. And this podcast thing just kind of happens. Kind of happens. And once in a while we have a meetup and we're all there. Yeah. Sometimes we have people come over and they sit on the couch. And sometimes we have a guest and... It's all fun. It, it's all fun. Yeah. Oh, and she was also wondering if um, we'd be willing to do a promo swap. So, yes, absolutely. And she said we should also check out the Lady Pod Squad here on Facebook to promote us. It's a great group. Cheers. I thought I was a member of that. Maybe not. I will have to go check that out. I couldn't tell you. Because I know we use, whenever I'm on Twitter, I use that as a hashtag. So I do know that. And we've got quite a few people joining on Facebook. I haven't Thank been able to post a lot of stuff with everything that's been going on, but that's okay. I'll get back that's to right. it. I keep I keep forgetting to remind my mom to post that picture of her with um, Jesse and his first ice cream cone. He's only like a year and a oh, half old. The forbidden ice the cream. The forbidden ice cream cone. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Do you have anything else? or uh, That's all start I have in the Facebook group for now. So, but... Um, I think we were going to go to the kids' book and yes. talk about Thanksgiving yes, for a while. It says, we do not celebrate Thanksgiving. Well, that's because the cult doesn't celebrate anything. Except the feasts. The feasts, because it's all pagan. Yeah. Okay. And it starts off by saying, people often think of Thanksgiving as an American holiday begun by the pilgrims who sailed across the North Atlantic in search of religious freedom. What a crock. <laughs> Don't get me started. The Thanksgiving story told in all the schools is that the pilgrims landed in November 
and faced winter with a small supply of food that dwindled rapidly. The next summer was blessed with rain, and the autumn harvest was plentiful, so the Pilgrim Colony established a day of Thanksgiving and invited the local Indians to share in their harvest. Again, what a crock of shit. Um, no, they killed the Indians. They didn't invite them to eat. They gave them smallpox blankets. And, and they massacred them. It's the biggest genocide in, in history, and... The Indians are still forced to live on reservations and shit. This is their country. Oh, whole little sidetrack here. For everyone that loves podcasts, I don't know if you guys listen to The Dollop or not. Besides ours, that is my, like, absolute favorite. Their episode number 35 is Thanksgiving, and they go into the actual history of Thanksgiving. Oh, it's brutal. And it is brutal, and it is just... It's mind-numbing. It's brutal. But they actually tell the real story not the glorious oh no this is a fair this this is a fairy tale absolutely and do you realize that even if they did have this little feasty thing they most likely would have had venison and fish they 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 wouldn't been having turkeys right Right. you know right right i mean it was a turkey company way back when that came up with you know the idea of turkeys for thanksgiving so they could sell more turkeys yeah exactly and by the way, turkeys and chickens, if they look up in the rain, they'll drown because they're not smart enough to turn their head. Interesting fact. Alrighty. Uh, there was a cult member that ordered um, a box of 100 chicks. Oh. And when you take the chicks out of the box, you have to teach each one to drink. You have to put its little tiny oh, beak. I didn't know that. You learn a lot of stuff in the cult, let me tell you. Um... But yeah, they, they they taught the little chicks to drink and they have to be taught about rain and stuff too because they don't know where it's coming from. So they turn their heads upwards to see what's hitting them and the rain goes down in their little beak nostrils and yeah, the guy came oh. home and only three out of the hundred were still alive. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, Can you imagine so if you go picking up little dead fluffy bodies? That's so sad. I didn't personally see it, but yeah, that was a story that went like wildfire out there. If, yeah, if you're getting chickens, man, you better get a book on them because you know, they're, yeah. Oh, and chickens don't fly. Did you know that? I think I did know that. Um, I know turkeys don't. If you ever watch WKRP, I know turkeys don't I, fly. Yeah, last Nassman in the great turkey drop. But um, my, my friend... As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Yes, yes, but... My friend Terry had chickens, and she would bring me the chicken eggs, and they were all different colors because depending on the breed of chicken, you get blue, you get yellow, orange. Um, I used to call them Easter eggs, so but they were really cool. But her son came to visit, and they didn't live on the cult property. And we called it the Great Chicken Chase because there was a bunch of us there, and my kids were little, and chickens... They won't really let you catch them. So the little kids were running around all trying. There was like five or six kids, a whole group of them. Well, Terry's son um, was older, and he actually managed to snatch one of her biggest and best laying hens. And he picked it up and tossed it about 15, 20 feet in the air. And the poor thing came down like a sack of potatoes. Oh, my God. And it was an audible. Chicken feet flying. It was an audible crunch when it splatted on the ground. Stop. Measures had to be taken. It was still alive. Stop. So oh, I'm really no. sorry, chicken. We didn't do it. And poor Terry's son was in tears because he never meant to hurt the chicken and didn't realize right. chickens couldn't fly. And if you've never been around farm animals, there is just so much to know about them. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 
Don't throw your chickens in the air, guys. There you go. And the don't let them look the up in the rain. Your advice for the week. Yeah, and we're talking about chickens Thanks. and we're going to get back to the turkeys. But anyway, episode 35 of The Dollop, if you want to hear, hear the real Thanksgiving story. It is brutal. It's brutal and gruesome. It's brutal. If you listen to it and you want to talk about it on Facebook, I will be more than happy to because just because it is awful. It is. <laughs> and it's just like I just can't stand the whole glorified, cutesy Thanksgiving you know, you see these pictures of money. Like, the pilgrims, the pilgrims and the Indians. Money. Like I get the whole, like I, you know, getting together with family and just being grateful. And why thankful. don't people do that every day? I get, well, why I do get you that. need a day to do that? Because I mean, people work and you know, you can't get your schedules together. So I get that it's like nice to get together for one day. I get all that. But you see all the stuff in the stores, all these pictures of the pilgrims money, and money, the Indians. Money, 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 money. No. Everything's no, no, commercialized. No. It's all pagan. It's, no. It's written the way they want it to be. And you know what I find funny? Hmm. All of these people screaming about illegal aliens coming to the country. Mm -hmm. Hi, we, we, none of us were born here unless you're a Native American American or have Native American in you. Right. You ain't got no right to bitch. I, just my opinion, guys. I'm sorry. We're we're all, none of us are true. We're living on stolen land. Yeah. In all honesty. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, okay, keep going, because I, I'm, I'm, my, my, my face is getting hot. Yeah, <laughs> you're like stammering. Yeah, you're getting all worked up. Okay, so they're talking about the Indians and the Pilgrims and getting together. Although this may seem innocent, the idea of such a day was not a new one. Started with the Pilgrims. You don't say. I, I don't say. Yeah, listen to this. A Thanksgiving for the annual harvest is one of the oldest holidays known to mankind. Well, of course, you're giving thanks to the gods for how he has blessed you. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) It came from the harvest home holiday on which the villagers would join together to bring in the last loads of grain from the fields and share a merry feast together when the work was done. Now, here's where it gets good. At that time, a harvest queen or a dressed-up doll was honored and praised as the goddess of agriculture who brought forth a bountiful harvest. That would be the god of Cirrus. That's where we get cereal from. Ooh. The people who came to America knew of Thanksgiving Day. Therefore, it is not surprising that they bought into this custom of the New World. The pilgrims continued this harvest festival, though they tried to give it a different meaning. People started going to church on this day and to give thanks to their gods, plural. Yeah. Because, you know, not just one. They were worshiping many. Well, there's, I mean, there's, I mean, there's, yeah, there's a lot of gods out there. Yeah. So they're worshiping their gods whom the people believed supplied the blessings. Okay. God made them apples on that tree. That tree just didn't grow them themselves, Laura. God made that tree have fruit for you. Give him all praise and glory. Moving on. <laughs> Today, after the people return from offering up sacrifices to their gods, they gather to feast on turkey. Many people celebrate a day of thanks for the bountiful produce of the land. But this pagan harvest festival has nothing to do with honoring God. It goes back to the land of ancient Babylon and the worship of the original great mother, the Queen of Heaven. Well, of course, Satan. A.K.A. Satan. Uh, let's see. In the book of Judges, we read of this worship to the pagan Canaanite, Canaanite gods and goddesses. Okay. 
Most of the people in the world today believe they are following a way of life taught in the scriptures. They do not even realize that the scriptures condemn them partaking in these pagan holidays. Well, that's because everybody reads the parts of the Bible that they like, Laura. They don't read the whole thing. And that just kills me. Um, the last time I talked to my youngest cousin, um, uh, she's a real big church girl. And I showed her in Jeremiah 10, 1 through 10, if anybody cares to look it up, why a Christmas tree is pagan. And it tells you specifically to not have a freaking Christmas tree in your house. She read that entire section through like three times. Mm -hmm. And it's plain as day. It basically says... Don't go out in the woods and chop down a tree to bring it in your house to fashion it upright and decorate it. Don't do these things. Because that was pagan. Because it's pagan, okay? She read, I mean, I, I five minutes went by and the phone was so silent. And I'm like, Ann, are you still there? She's like, yeah, I just, I, I keep reading through this. She goes, I see where you say you're not supposed to have a Christmas tree in your house. She says, but I'm going to have to go ask my pastor about this. I mean, and Laura, it, you can see right where right. it says, don't do these things. Right. And chances are the pastor probably doesn't even know that. One of my favorite things is to ask any religious leader, do you eat pork or any form of pork? And most of them do. And, you know, I'll bring up the scripture where it says that you're, and it says in the same, in the same block, I forget what it is right now. My brain's running on caffeine. Um, but it's somewhere in Deuteronomy about not eating pork. Mm -hmm. And then it says, this shall be a statute throughout your generations forever. Okay? So basically, in the first five books of the Bible, God is telling you to not eat pork. This should be a statute throughout your generations forever. Well, but bacon. But, but, but wait a minute. If you actually read that, you you would realize, well, Jesus came, now you can eat bacon. Well, what freaking sense does that make? And by the way, if Jesus, Jesus died for your sins, right? But after three days, he was resurrected. I, you know, uh, I, it, religion just doesn't make sense to me because I ask these pastors these things. And again, Jesus, you can eat bacon now. Um, well, these laws were, I was told, these laws were written back when people didn't have refrigerators. These laws were written back when, you know, your neighbor could sell you a diseased piece of meat. And it just makes no sense at all to me. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no pork. But bacon. Read the Bible. There's a lot of things out there. You can't wear clothes of mixed fabric. You can't put cotton and wool together. It's in the Bible. Come on. So no polyester. No. Or is that mixed fibers or is that just... Well, you can't mix... It's synthetic. I know that. It's god-awful synthetic. Yeah. But <laughs> if people actually read the Bible, it, there's all kinds of stuff in there that you do every day. You're sitting. It's all I can tell you. Okay. You're a sorcerer. You know, Because I'm a pharmacist. That's right. Yeah, sorcerer, pharmacist. Yep. You're going to hell. What else you got there? Well, these are just some things that I found about, like, facts about Thanksgiving. And do you know what year the Macy's Day Thanksgiving Parade started? Uh, the first time they had it? Mm-hmm. That's my answer. The first time they had it? No. What year? I don't know. 1924. Okay. 
And so you know how they pardon a turkey every year at the White House? Stupidest thing ever, but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Who was the... Same? Eisenhower. No. You don't even know what the question is. <laughs> he was like yelling out names of presidents. Which president was the first one to give the turkey a presidential pardon? That would have been my answer. I know, and you knew what the question was. I know. No, I didn't look at your paperwork. We never look at each other's shit. No, but I mean, it's an easy question, though. Oh, I I've which... just seen the black and white picture of him in the turkey before. Well, it's around on Facebook. Well, it says Ronald Reagan, but then it says Kennedy was the first president on record to unofficially spare a turkey in 63. But Reagan was the one that officially pardoned one. Oh, give me a break. Go figure. What, where does then, it go after they pardon it? I mean, does it they take like, it to a sanctuary. A turkey sanctuary. Yeah. Oh, how nice. Yeah. Then it says George H. Bush made it an annual tradition. So I guess all these presidents are pardoning turkeys. Such a such an important thing to do. I, I don't know what I to tell know. you. I don't know. I could think of a lot of other things that are more important to do if I was president of the United States. You want to be pardoning turkeys? Probably not. <laughs> I'd be doing a lot of other kind of pardoning, but... What are most turkey feathers used for after the turkey is plucked? Pillows. Animal feed. What? That's what it says. It says feathers from birds like turkeys and chickens are ground up and used as protein in animal feed. Oh, that is nasty. Feathers are made up of keratin, which ruminant animals such as cows are able to digest. That is just so wrong. Isn't that gross? That is so freaking wrong. Maybe pillows a second. They're, they're, they're feeding our beef feathers. Did you read where they're feeding them Skittles? <laughs> no. <laughs> they're feeding cows Skittles. It might have been a parody. I don't know, but... I thought you were going to say a parrot. <laughs> no, a parody, but apparently... There's no way they're feeding cows Skittles. There's no way in hell. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Oh, please look that up. There's no way. Could be. I just remember reading a news article on it, and I thought that, what? Cows don't eat Skittles. But apparently, in a factory situation, sometimes a product, like a whole batch of product, you can't use it for whatever reason. Maybe it was mixed wrong. Maybe okay. it come out the wrong color. So they decide to feed it to cows? I guess they feed animals a lot of stuff. Ooh. You know? I don't, I don't want to know. You know what Jell-O's made of? Oh, uh, shit, stuff from pigs. No, it's it, it's from every animal. It's made from the bones, from like, the tendons, the, marrow? the bones. It's all boiled down. And it comes out of the bones, the quills, the tendons, um, anything that's left after the, the animals. Well, I'm still making jello shots at Christmas. Yeah, we had to buy we had to buy kosher Jello in the cult, and back then it was three ninety nine a box. Oh, of course, it was through the cult store. Yeah, so they made a nifty little profit. I'm assuming they did. What do you mean you're assuming? I'm assuming the friggin' cult. Of course they did. Well, they sold everything. Remember the bookmarker they wanted ten cents for? They that couldn't even hysterical. give it to you. They couldn't even give you a damn bookmarker. No, and a lot of people were so poor that for their free talk, for their free will offering. Mm -hmm. Because you're required to give a free will offering. See, that's an oxymoron. Ooh, I was just going to say. I never hmm. got. Um, one year, I actually took um, the uh, formula cans from feeding my kid, mm -hmm. formula, and took the paper labels off, and I took a nail and a hammer, and I pierced through the cans and made designs on them. 
and put candles the in candles, them. Oh, yeah. And that was my free will offering. I gave them to the gift shop to sell. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, they all sold. They can look really nice. I've seen them on like like craft websites and whatever. They I worked really cool. hard on those. That was my free will offering. I That's didn't pretty want... sweet. Um, I still have a crocheted bookmarker. A who? Crocheted. Oh. I thought you said a crocheted, as in like C-R-O-W. No, that would be black. Shade. S-A-J-D-E. I'm like, what is a crocheted? Black. Oh my God. Do you know why you never see white, white ravens or white crows? Why? Because the mama bird kills them. And if you do... You really do know a lot of useless shit. And if you do happen to see one that made it to adulthood, there is no other bird that will socialize with it. Aww. Isn't that sad? Little guy. I, I, I thought that was just so freaking sad. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Okay, what state raises the most turkeys? Are we talking people turkeys or actual birds? <laughs> birds. Uh, Illinois. Minnesota. Uh, close. Next up is North Carolina and then Arkansas. <coughs> Okie doke. And you know that green bean casserole that has this nasty. Soup? It's god awful. That's like nasty. Not how, yeah. What year was it invented? I don't care. It's nasty. <laughs> you don't care. It is. I think it's so disgusting. 1955, and it was created by the Campbell Soup Company. Ugh. When Gross. Jell-O first came out, all of the things that they put in Jell-O molds, I have seen old pictures like of magazines where they have cut up hot dog in the Jell-O mold with other assorted vegetables and things. And I just look at that and go, who the hell cut up hot dogs and put it in Jell-O? Oh my God. There's a thing. Yeah. I follow on, oh, it's either Facebook or Twitter, but it's recipes from the seventies. Everything is Jell-O mold. Yeah. Everything. And they, it's gross. You put, they, there's like tuna jello molds. There's yeah. like, you name it, it's in a friggin' jello mold. And it's it's gross. absolutely disgusting. They actually had celery flavored jello. Oh my God. I kid you not. Nasty. There was like, there were three different flavors so you could put your salad ingredients into Ew. it. One was celery. I can't remember the other ones, but like I stopped after celery. My brain just shut off. Gross. It's not disgusting. That's disgusting. Okay. Now, other countries that celebrate Thanksgiving. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, there was one, though, that I thought was really, like, unique, because they're all pretty much the same, you know, like, celebrating with family Well, I'm sure every country has their own form of celebrations of They stuff. don't. Not all of them. Okay. Not all of them. But um, Japan, it's, like, tied together with, it's called Labor Thanksgiving Day. Oh, and the city of Nagano hosts an annual labor festival and draws attentions to matters related to human rights and the environment. In Tokyo, preschool students make crafts for the city police force. Okay. Isn't that weird? I thought that was kind of strange. Kind of strange. Kind of strange. The ancient harvest festival was still celebrated in private by the imperial family. Okay. There you go. And then in Australia, the only place in Australia is Norfolk Island, they're the only ones that celebrate Thanksgiving. The rest of Australia doesn't. Okay. Australia's so cool. We got to get there sometime. I know. That would be awesome. We, can walk, we can walk around and call, call them people the C word. That's right. Well, I have two friends that live there, so I got a place to stay. Uh, we, we, have, we have some listeners that offered us places to stay, mm-hmm. too. So we're good with that. Yeah. We just got to find someone to give us airfare, and we're set. I'd be, I, I'm planning on becoming independently wealthy at some point. <laughs> It hasn't happened today, but, you okay. know, it's still in the plans. Okay. What do you have? 
Well, I was going through a bunch of paperwork while I was looking for that Thanksgiving stuff mm-hmm. um, earlier, which I can't believe. I, I must have lost a box or something because I know that I knew I was leaving and don't ask me why, but I just started grabbing pamphlets every time I was there. And well, you have them for every other holiday, so... Not really. I mean... No, you got a bunch. There was an entire wall of propaganda that went from the floor, like a card rack. hmm And it went from the floor up to probably my shoulder height. And it was... It took up part of a whole wall. There had to have been 50 to 100 different ones you could get. And like I said, I didn't want to look like I was grabbing every single pamphlet that there was. So I just grab here and there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no Thanksgiving stuff. Um, I did find, though, a list of all of the words we weren't allowed to say. Okay. And um, they give they give um, scriptures here of where why we don't do this you know okay. make no mention of the names of gods um god will return us to the pure word god will cut off the name of gods from the land all kinds of shit okay, okay. um you couldn't say amen okay cuz you know why why because amen um is the egyptian god amun-ra oh jeez yeah okay yeah 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 um bewitch or witchery oh, great show um, again, serial, chance, charm, destiny, divine, enchant, enthusiasm, fate, favor, genius, genius, good, grace, happy. I, this one, Jove. You can't say Jove. Like, by Jove. Why? Uh, Jove originates from Jove, the chief of the Roman gods. Jovial. You couldn't be jovial. Oh, God. I forgot about that. I used jovial the one day. You couldn't be jovial or happy. No, because you had to figure out words to use in place of it. And I used jovial the one day, and I got a smackdown from everybody. You can't use that word. You know, I I never read them damn pamphlets. I'm reading what words I can't use. Um, Luck, panic, prosper. Panic? Oh, pan. Never mind. Pandemonium. Anything with a god pan. The Greek god pan. Um, Reverend. You couldn't, you couldn't use. No one could be a reverend. Nope. Why? Um, The title of reverend is never to be referred to one of God's ministers. Only God is to be revered and worshipped. Okay. Okay. And wish. So remember, wishing is not praying. Wishing is like the occult and all that kind of stuff. Well, it's to have a desire concerning the fortune of something, and you. You couldn't use the word fortune. Fortune, because yeah. right. Pagan stuff, man. Pagan stuff. And I find this funny. The entire email is just about going to Israel and stuff and about mm-hmm. money. But, and then I told you I knew all of Kenny's words and stuff right. to get into it. But there's a PS on here. And if you get this email, could you please make sure Ken gets the info? Thank you. Also, Ananiah sends her shaloms and wants to know if it's not too late to get some priestly chocolate for Pentecost. <laughs> sends her shaloms. Yeah. I, to this day, when I hear somebody say shalom, it just it, it creeps my skin and I have to remember it's just a word. It's just a word, right? It's just a freaking word. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything was shalom, shalom, Shabbat shalom. Oh my gosh. 
I just probably freaked a few people out. Oh, the, oh, the ex-cult people. Well, I was at a family function that extended family down in Alabama, and there was probably 25 people in the kitchen, the living area and stuff, and we were all getting ready for breakfast. And you know how when there's a lot of people, you hear the conversations, but you don't, you're not following them. Right. And all of a sudden, I heard somebody say, praise God. And, like, I literally screamed, threw my hands up, and the bacon went flying. And everybody in the room looked at me because it's not something I expected to hear there. And it was a conversation between two people about how they felt about something. And Mm -hmm. the one guy was like, well, how would you feel if somebody walked in here and threw their hands up in the air and said, praise God? Well, guess what? Deb's head picked that up and just suddenly had a (laughs) moment, you know? Yeah. She wants priestly chocolate. Priestly chocolate. Yes, oh that, that would mean... that be the chocolate you that you made? Well, yeah. And I can <laughs> priestly get priestly chocolate. Well, that's what priestly? it priestly. Okay. Because it had to be if you were cooking or serving an elder, you had to not only be not bleeding. You had to be clean. Not counting. You had to have had your ablution that day, oh, wait for sunset, have no bodily fluids come in contact with you, and all kinds of other weird rules, okay? You kind of got to pray over the stuff you're making for them, oh, too. And, and and I can honestly say Little Man's the only one that ever got the special chocolate. So, uh, okay. Yeah. But I, I thought that was kind of funny. And I... I I came across this. This 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 was soul crushing. Okay? Okay. Um this was about the time that I was really struggling because it had gotten so bad there. Um um but this is the one that broke my back. Um again, my best friend and I guess you know she was allowed to communicate because she was an elder's wife, maybe communicate with men. But I hacked into Kenny's account mm-hmm. again. And um, for my best friend, she says, I have not spoke to her yet about the cult. I hint around some, but not an in-depth conversation. She did say that it is not her fault that she's not there, that the people over her are responsible, meaning the counselors. I will be talking to her soon, so I will let you know. Do not give up yet. Remember, while he is alive, there is still hope. Why do you think S can't get married? Her husband is still alive. There must be hope for him somewhere. She really would make someone a wonderful wife, yet she cannot even prove herself that way, you know? Anyway, I will get back to you on the woman, okay? That's when when my dear sweet ex decided he needed a second wife wife. less than half his age and that's why um i'll get back to you on the woman on the woman nice because that's that's pretty much arranged marriages at that point and kenny had money Mm. and you know she young little blonde hair blue eyes you know fantastic and you know if they're a virgin they cost more too the bride's price used to be paid to the father of the bride until, you know, little man realized he's missing out on all that money, too. Right. So he became the father of all. How convenient. And he writes the bride's price. So, you know, I knew of men that were 
paying off twenty thousand dollars to that man. <laughs> because that's what shit. he that's what he set the bride's price at. Damn. And you know, I'm assuming they quit paying when they left the cult. <laughs> And I'm assuming they took their wife with them because, you know, you can't own a person. Like, the cult can't say, you haven't finished paying for that woman yet. Bring right. her back. So, but yeah, um, the, there was a little girl there that was a, my daughter, or my friend's daughter. And at the age of four, she was just one of those little girls. She had dark wavy long hair and like the brightest blue eyes long eyelashes just beautiful girl. so someone put a price on her real early there was no price on her yet but stepdaddy wasn't even his my stomach's turning um she was up to six thousand five hundred dollars by the time she was like eight they were putting bids in anytime, you know. Oh my god! And that made me sick. And my friend did escape. Um, she actually took um, her most important stuff, you know, photographs, maybe things her kids made her, and she stored them in one of them self storage places. She'd make mm -hmm. it look like she's going to do laundry. Oh, nice. And one day she stopped by the storage unit and put everything in the car and drove away and never went back. Um, I'm still in contact with her and she's like, are you in touch with my ex at all? And I'm like, no, why? And because she, he's still trying to track her down. Oh my God. Is that not crazy? That's creepy as hell. Uh, there's some stalking type people out there. I'm telling you. And he's, he's definitely one of those ones that, no, I, even, even if I knew him, I would not tell him where oh, she right. was. Um, she did try staying in that town for a bit because her kids were in high school and she wanted them to finish high school. Oh, they were at the public school. Right. When okay. she left the cult, she put her kids into public school and she tried to live a normal life while her ex kept finding out where she lived. And once he'd get into the apartment or the house she was renting, he wouldn't leave. Oh God. <coughs> Excuse me. And she ended up, again, just pretty much leaving and drove to another town. And that's where she is now. No, good for her for getting out. She got the hell out. And look what I found. What's that? Read the, le read the following information regarding leaving property on the Ooh. feast grounds. Okay. Yeah, I forget what date this came out. But if you owned anything on the grounds, you were required to sign this. They were chasing people down to have people sign crap. Um, but at the end of it, it basically says, uh, I, the owner of the above-mentioned property, agree um, that I'm leaving my stuff at my own risk. I will not hold the cult or any of its representatives responsible for this property. I understand that leaving my personal property on the cult grounds is a privilege and that the cult reserves the right to revoke this privilege. I understand that if any time I lose great standing in the cult, I must remove my personal property within two weeks or forfeit it. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised they gave him two weeks. Oh, I guess by law you have to kind of do that. But imagine if you like lived in Maine. It went th oh three times gosh. a year. And you have a $18,000 camper sitting there. 
and they give you two weeks to move it. You know, just the loopholes, the loopholes, the loopholes. Um, I must have done a lot of email stuff back then. Well, it was the late 90s, early 2000s. Email was email the thing. Email was it, right. There it, was no texting. There was no, I mean, you had flip phones if you had that. Yeah, and texting was hard on a flip phone. You had to really work for that. SMB oh, my God. Yeah, it was like, like three. Four pushes. Th- yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, my friend that I was just talking about, her daughter, the stepdad, was, you know, taking bids. Right. On um, she actually was a really good friend to me. And um, we're still in contact. But she emailed me. because um, I guess she emailed me and wanted to know why I was leaving. Mm-hmm. because her husband was being a real douche and wouldn't, you know, you're sinning. You can't talk to her. She's a fall away. Oh, yeah. And I actually went over to my friend's house a couple times, but she lived right by the gate. And within minutes of me being there, her counselors are trying to come over, wanting to know why she's letting me on her property, and she's sinning. and Yeah. But her email says, um, thanks for explaining. I completely understand that you had to make your own decision at this time to leave. I didn't know it was going to be so sudden. Last Sabbath, there was a wall dividing the men and the women. Whoa, what a change. And this is dated uh, April 7th of 2003. Okay. So it was the first week in April that year that they divided the men and the women. Uh, Her husband was really angry when um, they got home. He erupted and shouted about what stupid stuff that the elders had brought out over the podium. Really, it was trivial. However, I believe it had something to do with the scene change that he would not talk about yet. He is boiling about it. I will have to wait and see what my husband has to say to me. He saw the first email since your divorce. From what I assume, are you still living around here? Ken moved out? Or did you? Yeah, see... Um, the cult tells lies about you when you lie, when you leave Laura. Oh, I'm sure they do. And, um, her husband basically made her, this was the last email I got from her. Okay. And I was no longer welcome on her property, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, she didn't have a telephone, so it wasn't even like I could call her. And I ran into her about a year, year and a half later after this last email. So it was around 2005, maybe. Mm -hmm. And apparently the rumor going around the cult, because they always talk shit about you when you leave, was that I packed up my kids and I moved away and my ex has no idea where I am. And she was surprised to see me. And she's like, what are you doing here? I was at the library. I'm like, oh my God. Checking books out. What are you doing here? Same thing. Right. And that's when she told me that, um, yeah, the rumor going around is I had ditched a year ago. And then people had no idea where I was. Well, if you think about it, nobody would really run into me if I'm living in the town Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to the compound anymore. What are the chances? You know? Yeah. Um, hmm, shifty and shady shit. Okay. What's this about? I came across a news article. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do you remember me telling you that they opened their own travel agency, which I think was a front? Oh, okay. Okay. It was right next door to the original sanctuary. Okay. Okay. 
and um, their own travel agency. They had their oh own travel agency, and it was to <laughs> quote unquote help their members get the best deals to get to and from the feast. It just makes sense, Laura. Oh my God, I'm sure it was the best deal, uh huh. Um, yeah, me and a friend of mine called there to, you know, just shits and giggles. This was before, you know, you would know who's calling before your right. phone tells you right, right, right. who's calling. And like, we called for a cruise and pretended like we were just calling, like they were a agency and it was a Royal Caribbean cruise or something like that. And they were trying to get $500 a person more oh than if God. I booked with the cruise line. And we were just like, our jaws were just open. Like, it was... Were you really shocked, though? No, not really. I mean... <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. Was this travel agency open to anyone? Like, it was did... open to the public. Like, yes. that's what I'm saying. Like, did they advertise in the yellow pages? And yes. Whatever? Oh, my God. Yes. And they, they even had their little sign above the door. And, oh, my God. Um, just like any travel agency, they had right. little posters in the windows of, you know, the cruise oh ship leaving God. in the background. And, you know, the Eiffel Tower's here. Oh, and... my God. <laughs> but, but but seriously, I mean, I honestly think it was a money laundering pit. I mean, oh, I'm sure. And it was brilliant if you think about mm -hmm. it. But this news article says um, some ex-members have also consistently questioned little man's financial dealings. No Ooh. shit. And real quickly, um, it came out over the pulpit podium, whatever, the one day that. And it must have been that people were starting to notice that little man is amassing houses. He's driving really nice cars. Mm, how about that? What the hell? And I don't know if it was a rumor or if it was truth. But apparently little man had a gold bathtub. Oh, my God. Rumor, truth, I have no if idea. I had to bet, I would bet on truth. But... I, you know, it came out over the pulpit that God blesses everybody differently, you know, and... And he, and little man just happened to be really blessed, he's right? Bl God loves little man and keeps just blessing him. And see, our poor members who have nothing, you know, well, maybe Dude. you should try, you know, praying a little more. Right. So, but back to this travel agency. Okay. Okay. Um... He has recently opened a new business, Blank Travel Agency. Its managers, however, claim not to know anything about Little Man or his cult, whose headquarters is located nearby. <laughs> During an open house on January 5th, attended by the town's Chamber of Commerce Redcoats, oh, geez. two women who run the business adamantly denied that the business had any association with the cult. But it doesn't, the, like, the title, like... No, the title is something different, okay? Ah. They said it was mere coincidence that their last names were the same as Little Man's and that the cult headquarters was located on the next block. Just a coincidence. There was an alley between the two. <laughs> okay. Just a coincidence. They said they had never met Little Man and didn't know anything about him or the cult. And let me tell you, if you live in that town, you know, you know. the cult. Especially if your travel agency is right the fuck next door. You could throw a baseball and hit it. You know oh what I mean? God. Okay. Continuing with the article. However, three permits were issued to Little Man 
through the city's building inspection office to do work on the travel agency office. Strange. Hmm. Um, the property for the travel agency has been deleted from the records um, at the Central Appraisal District Office. And an appraiser there said that most likely it's been included with the propaganda property because he oh, owns both. But wait a minute. Weren't they adamantly saying that they're not associated they're with not, the call? No. All right. Goes on to say, the property wouldn't be listed on the tax rolls since it's exempt because of being owned by a religious group. Uh, what? Said a business appraiser. All right. Uh, the business appraiser went on to say, we don't have any of their other stuff on the tax rolls. We're not required to. Hmm. Like many people who have left the sect, this ex-member insists he has not fallen away, in quotes, from the faith, but only from little man's interpretation of it, including his establishment of multiple ties from followers. Um, this ex-member goes on to say, I still follow the Sabbath. I still study the scriptures as much as I did when I was out at the cult. A lot of people get caught up with the fact that little man said it. That's all you need to hear. And that's stupid. Um, he was one that studied is all I can tell you. Okay. And uh, he was asked what will happen. And um, the ex member noticed noting as others have um, that little man Look, it's right in writing here. Has at least two social security numbers, and he believes that someday little man just might flee. Well, how about that? Um, and it says, knowing little man, he could probably pull a Harry Houdini real easy. <laughs> pull a Harry Houdini. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and um, came across another news article. Okay. You know, I talk about a lot of stuff, and I don't say it. Unless I remember reading about it, or I will say I heard it from somebody, right? Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Here's another newspaper article from 1998. Remember how I told you they um, they take people's Social Security checks when they die? Right. They take their food stamps. They basically take over their identity and have somebody pose as that person. Any way to make a buck. Anyway, to keep the money flowing, baby. Um, so anyway, this was our local newspaper that decided to write about the cult. It says, um, a cult member wanted in another state made an initial appearance at um, the court where the cult's located, accompanied by little man himself, the religious sex leader. Okay. Okay. This woman was indicted in 1993 by a federal grand jury in her state that she lived in on two counts of stealing public money. She allegedly took Social Security checks payable to someone else. And um, Laura, she did it because she was told to do that. Do you know that? Okay. She knew it was wrong. Um, I mean, anybody would know it's wrong. Come right, on. Right, yeah. Uh, federal, uh, continuing, federal official, officials issued an arrest warrant after tracking her whereabouts to the cult compound located Ooh. between this town and that town. Um, the woman turned herself in for Friday's court appearance, but they tracked her to the compound, Laura. And little man was by her side. But yet they have nothing to do with each other, right? Yeah. Continuing. 
Little man stood at her side during the brief courtroom visit um, while the magistrate explained the charges, okay? And she got released on her own recognizance. And she's going to have to, well, she did have to appear in her home state for federal court. Okie doke. The article finished up with um, Little Man, who asked the prosecutor a few questions during Friday's proceedings, was not representing that ex-member as her attorney. Okay, that apparently Little Man gets to ask questions and he's not an attorney. What? Yeah. In what court is this? I I don't know. You just don't get to ask questions. It's right oh here in this God. article. Hawkins asked the prosecutor a few questions during Friday's proceedings. And, and it's noted that he was not representing her as an attorney. I have never in, been in court and someone who is not an attorney addressed the judge. That's what... Oh my God! Can you say corruption? Yeah, oh, I probably no shouldn't say that. Kidding. Um, okay, little man was trying to help her understand what was going on. One courtroom observer noted. So this woman had no idea that cashing someone else's social security checks was wrong. Oh bullshit! Had no idea why she's in court. She wasn't an idiot. I can. Tell I was you that just going to say, like a ten-year-old would know that it's wrong. And I can't read that because there's just too much to change. And right. It, I can't read that. But, um, yeah. Um, where are we at? Oh. Okay. Um, I found this. This okay. Remember me mentioning Rick Ross? Oh, wait, was that the guy that's like the cult? He's the <laughs> altmost in the world. The cult scholar he, or something? He, he is the person to go to if you have culty questions. Okay. He knows all about cults. It's his job, okay? Um, and this is pretty much um, any of the ex-members out there. I have the um, actual letter that is, my God, 20 pages long from the six elders that they excommunicated. Ooh. Yeah. And um, from Rick Ross, it says, several of the cult's elders were dismissed because they questioned little man's nonsense. He is supposed to be right up there with God now. People will never really understand the damage that that place and that man has done to countless lives. I speak as a survivor. Thank God that I got myself and children out when I did. It took years to clear my head. Some of my older children are so bitter towards religion now. I saw so many marriages break up because of that place and so many families destroyed. I can only pray that you continue in your efforts to uncover little man's foolishness. Um, what I just read was from an ex-member speaking. Uh, they wrote this to Rick Ross. Oh, okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and this is actually a comment from the cult's page. Okay. This is a comment. Um, Little man and his house of God's prophecy. Have you read his literature lately? He predicted that the world would be devastated by nuclear bombs in late 1999 or early 2000. That did not happen. Then last May, he predicted that we would have approximately five months to prepare because according to him, the last three and one half years of mankind will begin October 2000. In 97, when his predictions about the end of the world failed, several of his ministers left. Okay. Can't imagine why. Well, see, the thing is, is they didn't leave. 
um, they were excommunicated. And I'm just going to read the first, um, this is 20 pages long. Okay. But um, it says, Greetings in the great and awesome family name of God through our high priest, Jesus the Messiah. And they tried to distribute this paper to as many people as they could. And this is one of the things that we were told on the pulp over the pulpit. If we looked at this, we were going to hell. Oh, um, and this is from August of 2000. Okay. Um, to the elders at the cult, with a spirit of true humility, we write this letter to you for clarification of what has occurred from our perspective. We sought only to present questions for further clarification and understanding from pastor. We are not trying to usurp the authority of the cult or the power or the authority of pastor. If we are shown that we have sinned against every word of God, sinned against pastor, or that it was not our sole intent to build up the house of God and support pastor in all righteousness, then we will humbly, sincerely, and fearfully repent before our Father God. We have no desire to leave the holy family of our Father God and the work that he is bringing forth in these days. And there's 20 pages here where it goes on talking about how little man is doing a whole bunch of shit he's not supposed to be doing. Ooh. And when these six elders started questioning, they got banned. Gotcha. These six elders are the ones that started the cult across the street. Oh my god! Remember that oh, on yes, another episode. You told me that yes, yeah. And oh my lord! I mean, you gotta love them for trying to let the rest of the congregation right. You know, and um, thank you to whoever sent this to me because I don't even know where I got a copy of it from. Um, yeah. Yep. 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 So. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, my God. Oh, I think that concludes any written crap. I think got. that about wraps that up. It's supposed to be about Thanksgiving, and we got into all kinds of crap. Well, tangents. That's all I got to say. I, You know how turkeys go on sale after Thanksgiving? Oh, geez, here we go. Yeah. I mean, they're, like, really cheap because mm-hmm. they need to get rid of the 50 turkeys they still got left. Right. Um, we used to host... After the Sabbath, we would go to my restaurant because we could seat so many people. And mm-hmm. the restaurant wasn't open on the Sabbath. Two beautiful turkeys to feed all of these people. And um, a woman was carving. She just carved the first piece of turkey and she nicked her finger and a drop of blood went on the turkey. One of the turkeys. Had to throw the whole damn thing away. It was contaminated. Couldn't even cut that chunk of meat oh off. Oh, God. I mean, my jaw was on the floor going, that's a lot of turkey just to waste. To waste. Yeah, couldn't even cut that chunk piece off. No. Contaminated. Contaminated, contaminated. So, but, yeah, we were we were just, I, I don't know. You look so tired. <laughs> oh, my God. I just, just the crap that you just read is just mind-blowing. You know, if we actually had like a producer or something that put all this stuff in chronological order and went through all our crap, we would actually have, you know, some some good, powerful stuff. But it's just us. Yeah. Going, you know, I think I'll read this today. Ooh, look at that. I'm going to read this today. But yeah, Thanksgiving, guys. It's not what That would think literally it is. be a full time job, though. I know. I know. So it's not going to happen. Well, what was funny is we started doing this and it was getting really, you know, choo, 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 going, building up steam and. 
now we both kind of fit it in where we can. Yeah, exactly. Well, guys, as always, I hope we were entertaining and informative about the cult. Thanksgiving's pagan, as is everything else. Don't forget that. Yeah. And don't drip blood on your turkey. You'll have to throw it away. (laughs) Oh, my God. The whole damn bird. Yeah, can't wipe it off. The whole damn bird. Rinse it off. Nope, whole thing. Shot out the shit. So. Anyway, guys, um, it's Deb and Laura, and if you're not... Feeling it where you are. We need you to try and get some help. We're still like Ask a hamster. Friend. We're still like a hamster on a wheel, you know, meaning to do certain things, and it's eventually it'll get done. Someday. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, guys. <laughs> All right. Um, guess that was episode forty-three, and it's a wrap. And it is. We'll talk at you next week, guys. Alrighty. Bye. Bye.